you're gay, then you're gay. Don't pretend that you're straight. You could be who you are any day of the week. You are unlike the others, so strong and unique. We're all with you. If you're straight, well, that's great. You can help procreate and make gay little babies for the whole human race. Make a world we can live in where the one who you love's not an issue. Cause we're all somewhere in the middle. We're all just looking for love to change the world. Ah. And we're all here in it together. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to IMRU Radio Magazine. The nation's longest-running lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender radio show. Out front and out loud since 1974. I'm Wenzel Jones. I'm Abby Dees. I'm Ms. Barbecue. And I'm Steve Pride. Tonight, we'll take a look back at IMRU's past as we try to ensure it has a future. To quote Rocky Horror... You've arrived on a very special night. Just hang on to your seat, y'all. It's fun, fun, fun drive. <laughs> fun drive, but not, not, not boring your grandma's fun drive. Fun drive. This f- is a very different experiment, experiment for, for IMRU and KPFK. Tonight, we're going to concentrate on your love. Yes. About you giving back to us as we give to you. Fun drive, you crazy with love, y'all. We've got um, no magic copper <laughs> bracelets. We've got no, no. miracle skin cream. No sage. What we have is... If you give us $100 tonight, right, you're going to become a VIP IMRU experiencer. We're going to have you down at the station. You pick the night. It's a Monday, so you pick the Monday. You can hang with us. Hang, hang. with us. Watch the show. You know you want to hang you with us. You can go upstairs and go, go through our stuff. Any yeah. books we no, have, you can really go through our stuff. Have. You can take our stuff. Go through IMRU stuff. stuff, not we'll my give stuff. We'll a link to a secret <laughs> page, or we'll send you a, a link. Yes. Where you can download other interviews and full interviews that we've never aired here. And even better than hanging with us, we might have on a very special guest like Oh Cheyenne Jackson, maybe. OMG. And they get very friendly. They are remarkably nice people when they come in here. They're really nice. They are when they happens. come in. When, when they, they come, come in. in. <laughs> and for those of you that really are too far away to come down here, if you donate fifty dollars tonight, I'm right. gonna give you a thank you gift of a CD from the Pacifica Archives that has Ten hours of gay history. Count them. Count them. Quentin Crisp, Harvey Milk, right? Marches, protests, they're all there. Gay Day. Get your history, y'all. You if know you, it's time. If you didn't know your gay history, you will after you get this CD. Icons, icons, icons. Uh, everywhere are icons. But you know, there's something even better. The Sustainer Circle. That's something that I'm very excited about. Absolutely. Absolutely. The Sustainer Circle provides greater financial stability for the station and reduces fun drive days. That's good. That's a good thing. But that doesn't mean that's all we're going to do because no. we do have a full-on show tonight. Yes, we do. we do. An amazing show. Yes. It's the final night of the KPFK Fun Drive, and we'll need your help to cross the finish line, but we've still got amazing stuff ahead. We'll take you back to 1974 and the very first broadcast of IMRU on I was KPFK. 12, I think. Oh, I wasn't. <laughs> if that's what you need to believe, Steve. I was three. I was, I was, I was. And was then, an and then, and then we'll jump forward to 1978 when a newly elected San Francisco City Supervisor named Harvey Milk sat down with an IMRU reporter in his Castro Street camera store. Hey. But first, let's talk honestly about the future of this show and of this station. Yes. Okay. I'm his barbecue, y'all. I've been with um, IMRU for about two years now, and I've seen the up and down, ups and downs. It's all ups. Uh, I know, <laughs> more, more, more ups, but but I've seen the ups and downs, and they've been in the whole IMRU collective has been with me since I first came to this radio station when I was uh, approached to by Vosh Bodhi. And one of the things I love about this radio station is that there are no commercials, and that we are publicly funded by you. 
Yeah, not by, the government. By, 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 not, not the government. Not corporate you don't, hear, you don't hear a bunch of commercials about Toyotas and, and all that kind of agenda. You are our agenda, and that is why mm. we are here. So 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 I I, I beseech thee I beseech <laughs> thee I beseech thee to join one of one of one of uh one of the different ways you can you can support KFK. We have the sustainer circle, we have legacy giving, we have matching gifts, we have volunteer grants, car donations. Girl knows I need a car. <laughs> that, that's not what they So they got car yeah. they, they got car so, in there. No, no. I'll go with the car donations. Listeners can support KPFK by donating a car, van, boat, or truck, or mini bike, a moped. Uh, for the benefit of KPFK, it's easy to make this contribution by visiting kpfk.org or by calling 877-KPFK-AUTO, A-U-T-O. And we will be giving you that info all through the show. Yes. 818-985-5735. That's call right. right now, 818-985-KPFK. But let's get on with the show. Let's get on with yes, the show. Let's get on with the show. So here's the national and the international news that we give you every week. For free. For free. I produce it. I love it. Wenzel reads it to not this week, right? Oh, that's twice the Wenzel. Okay. <laughs> the news from This Way Out. I'm Natalie Peoples. And I'm Wenzel Jones. With News Wrap, a summary of some of the news in or affecting LGBT communities around the world for the week ending April 11, 2015. The Irish Senate has passed amendments to the Children and Family Relationships Bill that include adoption rights for same-gender couples. It passed in the lower house in March. Senators debated more than 120 amendments to the bill, but the one to allow lesbian and gay couples to adopt drew the most media attention and public discourse. Following more than eight hours of debate, passage of the overall bill by a vote of 20 to 2 was greeted by a standing ovation. The amendment extends adoption rights to civil partners and cohabiting couples who've lived together for more than three years. Irish President Michael D. Higgins is expected to sign the entire bill into law. Current statutes allow only married couples and single people to adopt a child. The action comes just weeks ahead of the May 22nd referendum in which Irish citizens will vote for or against civil marriage equality for gay and lesbian couples. According to recent polls, about 70% say they plan to vote in favor of the freedom to marry. But pundits caution that public opinion predictions for referenda in heavily Roman Catholic Ireland are notoriously unreliable. And if there were any doubts that the struggle for LGBT equality is far from over in the United States, the voters of Springfield, Missouri, proved the point this week. They repealed an expanded anti-discrimination ordinance passed by a city council vote of 6-3 to in October 2014 that protected LGBT people in housing and employment. Led by evangelical Christian groups, equality opponents in the state's third largest city, with about 165,000 residents, warned that the protections would interfere with religious freedom. A little more than 51% voted to repeal the law, while a little under 49% voted to keep it on the books. The Advocate reported that scare tactics were also used regarding the use of public bathrooms by transgender people. Other than LGBT state workers, Missouri offers no discrimination protections for LGBT people. About 1,000 people jammed Springfield's Park Central Square on the evening of April 10th to protest the rights repeal. Speakers rallied the crowd with assurances that the anti-discrimination ordinance will be brought before the city council again as soon as possible. Vatican City is the smallest state in the world with a population of less than a thousand. Officials there appear to have refused to accept the nomination of a new French ambassador who is openly gay. It's considered unusual for the Vatican to outright object to an ambassador's nomination. But if there's been no response after a considerable period of time, it's understood to have been rejected. Senior diplomat Laurent Stefanini, a close aide of President François Hollande, was nominated in January, but there has been no word from the Vatican to date. While Pope Francis is seen as more progressive than many of his predecessors when it comes to LGBT people, he says civil marriage equality, which France enacted in 2013, disfigures God's creation, and said earlier this year that transgender people oppose God's order of creation. 
According to the multinational online news outlet, The Local, French newspapers are not happy with the no comment they're getting from the Vatican about the nomination. Some are calling it a shameful attack by the church on liberal French values. And so much for the Mormon church making nice with the gays. Even though the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints supported LGBT anti-bias protections in their home state of Utah earlier this year, with strong religious exemptions, they reaffirmed their condemnation of homosexuality and opposition to marriage equality in no uncertain terms this week. Speaking at the church's biannual conference in Salt Lake City, Apostle L. Tom Perry of the Quorum of the Twelve stressed the importance of opposing same-gender relationships, saying that, We want our boys to be heard against all of the counterfeit and alternative lifestyles that try to replace the family organization that God himself established. Equality Utah Executive Director Troy Williams expressed his group's feelings in no uncertain terms. After our positive interaction with the leadership of the LDS Church, we are left disappointed by their recent statements denigrating the validity of our families, he said in a media statement. As LGBT Utahns, our families are not counterfeit. They are real, they are beautiful, and they reflect the diversity and the greatness of our state. But the administration of Barack Obama continues to push for LGBT equality. In a statement issued by senior advisor Valerie Jarrett on April 8th, the White House called for state and federal action to protect minors from so-called conversion therapy, which claims to change the sexual orientation or gender identity of young LGBT patients who are frequently forced to attend such therapy sessions by their parents. Jarrett told MSNBC's Thomas Roberts what she thinks is possible. We have a lot of challenges getting the simplest legislation to Congress. We do have 18 states now that are looking at legislation. We certainly would support a broader national policy, but in the meantime, we're going to work with the states. The Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals upheld California's ban on so-called cure therapies in 2013. The Third Circuit upheld a similar ban in New Jersey in December. And Washington, D.C., last month became the third jurisdiction to outlaw what virtually every legitimate mental health organization calls quackery. That still didn't stop the government of South Korea from virtually endorsing conversion therapy. The International Gay and Lesbian Human Rights Commission, known by the acronym IGLHERC, has written to officials to express concern that two conversion therapy seminars were recently conducted by anti-LGBT hate groups in South Korean government buildings. Igleherk Executive Director Jessica Stern noted in a media statement that South Korea is one of the few Asia-Pacific countries that consistently votes in favor of United Nations resolutions to protect the rights of LGBT persons to a life free of discrimination and violence. Lamenting the failure of high-level government officials and the National Human Rights Commission of Korea to denounce conversion therapy in groups promoting these practices, Stern wrote that, by allowing the premises of public institutions to be used by groups that promote discrimination against LGBT persons, and by granting permission for seminars and inside violations of the human rights of LGBT persons, the government is giving legitimacy to these groups. That's News Wrap for the week ending April 11, 2015. Produced by Steve Pride, written by Greg Gordon, and recorded at the studios of KPFK Los Angeles. Follow the news in your area and around the world. An informed community is a strong community. News Wrap from This Way Out is brought to you by you. Help keep us on the air and in your ears at thiswayout.org, where you can also read the text of this newscast. For This Way Out, I'm Natalie Peoples. And I'm Wenzel Jones. Well, you can hear all three. Wait a minute, Miss B, you are bursting over there. OMG, OMG, FYI, Eugene Salandra of WeHo just gave us $100. $100 to come spend time with us? Okay. Oh, Eugene, Eugene, spoil us. Eugene, you going to get your money's worth, boob. Get ready for some chocolate love, honey. (laughs) (laughs) WeHo keeps giving. Well, we'll we'll keep trying to give to WeHo. That's right. We love WeHo. Well, you can hear all 30 minutes of the latest This Way Out, including more news wrap on Stitcher Radio On Demand, on iTunes, or at thiswayout.org. Also on this week's program, National Center for Lesbian Rights Executive Director, my girl Kate Kendall, reviews this pivotal time in the LGBT Wait, that sounds very familiar. This is your piece. This is my piece. Yes, it's an awesome piece. And Matt Baum of the American Foundation for Equal Rights reviews the crazy ways four states are defending their civil marriage bans at the U.S. Supreme oh, Court. Oh, those crazy other states. Crazy other states. And versatile out and longtime married British actor Sir John Gielgud is fondly remembered in a rainbow minute.
But he's well, still with us. He's still with us. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, speaking of John remember, Gilbert? my favorite no. person in this town came down and did a little skit for us for our fun drive. And we're calling this our our commercial, but it's a non-commercial station. So it's a non-commercial commercial. Little Lesbians on the Prairie. <laughs> Well, if it isn't Laura Ingalls. What's the matter, Laura? Sad because you're poor? Pa says no one is poor as long as there's public radio. Pa says as long as a body can listen to the likes of KPFK. Your pa may have great hair, but he's just a stupid farmer. When's the last time you saw a radio in Walnut Grove? See what happens when people don't call in their pledges? When's the last time you saw a phone in Walnut Grove? Honestly, Laura Ingalls, do they call you half-pint because of the size of your brain? Not only does KPFK have arts, culture, and news, they have IMRU, the oldest gay and lesbian show in the country, or even the city. What's a lesbian? I'm not sure, but you have real pretty hair, Nellie Olson. Real pretty. That was Allison Arngram, the original Nellie Olson from Little Hustle Prairie. Live. If you're listening tonight, Allison, get the experience. Come on down and visit with us again. We love our Allison. We love Allison. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're just tuning in and you're feeling so moved to support this great programming, we would love to hear from you. If you'd like to make a pledge tonight, give us a call, 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK. And perhaps you're unaware of the KPFK Film Club. Now, not all of you can belong to the SAG Film Society and go see First Rum Films for nothing once you paid your dues. But like you Wenzel? No, no, my friends go. They take oh. me. <laughs> but the film club is $150, and you can break that into three payments. And I forget what the minimum is, but they actually uh, allow you access to an enormous number of films throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And it's a very popular program, and it's only $150 for a whole year. That's less than 50 cents a day. Because that's the way we do math around here. That is that's true. how we roll. <laughs> I heard that. And films are expensive, I don't have to tell you. Well, you know, so there's a point I want to make tonight. Something very serious happened in Indiana recently. And it seems to be spreading throughout the country with other states stepping up for their own religious freedom laws. I think Alabama wants to make the Ten Commandments a, a thing in their state. And the thing that struck me the most is there was an online fundraiser for an Indiana pizzeria called Memories Pizza that drew controversy when they made some anti-gay remarks. And they raised $842,387 in 48 hours. I heard about that. So if hate can raise nearly a million dollars, let's raise some money with love Love. tonight. That's right. That is right. If you love us, we will give that love back to you. We got your gay pizza. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not about the thank you gifts. We do have a wonderful CD of 10 hours of gay history that will give you the thank you gift at the $50 level. And at the $75 level, and at the $100 level, the IMRU experience, you'll be our VIP guest down here. You'll hang out with Wenzel, Miss B., and Miss B promises to get up in full drag for you. But you I need totally to give her a will. little notice because it takes her some time. It does. Time. It takes some time. But I, I, will, I will come in lashes and on, give you Jennifer Hudson like you'd never had and her. It's magical. sight to behold. That's right. But, you know, I also want to say, even if $75, $100, $150 is too much, we still appreciate anything you can do. Anything you have to offer, we are sincerely grateful for. $5 yes. makes a difference. And it also just tells us that you're listening and that you care, and it keeps us on the air. Well, and if you want to become a sustainer, especially people with regular paychecks, you can just donate $10 a month. $10 a month, and it comes out automatically. It goes on your credit card. You, don't, you won't even miss it. And this, this radio station then can start to budget because they know how much money will come in in those sustainer pledges. That's a, that's a huge thing, is that that allows us to start planning for the future. Budgeting is very difficult, and none of that money, by the way, goes to the people you're listening to tonight. <laughs> We're all volunteers with love. Well, I gave you a quarter once for the parking meter tonight, back, th- back in 2012. Don't think I don't appreciate it, Steve. Somebody bought me a burger last year, I think. Oh, that was me. Oh, okay. But see, you don't forget. I don't forget, though. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that I love about this this station is they have shows like us, which 
did not have a home when we started. 1974. Can you imagine what this town was like, what this country was like? Bell 1974. Bottoms. I think Bell well, Here's bottoms. a look back at how we all started <laughs> here. Yes. I'm Harvey Milk. I'm a supervisor in San Francisco. And I'm Greg Gordon for I Am Are You. I'm, and I'm gay. And so am I. <laughs> Since the dawn of creation, one eternal question has been asked down through the ages. A question which has been known to strike fear into the hearts and minds of decent people everywhere. A question so overwhelming in its challenge to human identity that some people have been driven to the brink of despair whenever such a question has been asked of them. Are you ready to accept the challenge? Do you dare to confront the question of the ages? Are you? In 1974, KPFK, Tuesday nights at 11 was, as I recall, their sex hour. The first Tuesday of the month was Lesbian Sisters. The third Tuesday of the month was a program for gay men called Gay at Heart, hosted by a guy who went by the name of Morning Glory. His claim to fame, from what I understand, was that he had then L.A. County Supervisor Ed Edelman on the program during the oil crisis, and he asked Edelman if that was going to impact the availability of KY lubricant. Anyway, that probably would give you some idea of the nature of that program. Anyway, Morning Glory decided to leave town. He was moving to Georgia to be with his partner. KPFK went to the Gay Community Services Center, which is what it was called at the time, near downtown L.A., put up flyers looking for a person or persons to take over for that third Tuesday of the month gay men's program time slot. I was uh, facilitating rap groups at the time, and a guy by the name of Enric Morello and Colin McQueen and I, we volunteered basically to, to come in, and our first program was in August of 1974, was a live show, and I think the subject was myths about gay men. And it was open phones, and we didn't take over the name Gay at Heart. The first name I can remember of the collective was the Great Gay Radio Conspiracy, and eventually we came upon IMRU. I remember driving to our first program trying to figure out whether I was going to use my real name on the air or not. And keep in mind, this was August of 74. And I decided what the heck, and I did. And I had never had a better understanding of what the feeling of being liberated felt like until I was driving home from that broadcast because I felt so free. Um, we did our first production feature, in February of 1975, the station had a theme of that month, which was romance. And so our program was Gay Romance, Some Alternatives for the 70s. And we divided it into monogamous relationships, open relationships, and being single, and the proponents for each of those. And we mixed with music, and it was had pre-recorded, yeah. Those were heydays, I guess. I've been at this for a long time. I, I shudder to think about that from time to time, but I've explained to people, like my brother, for example, expressed disappointment in me because he doesn't feel like I achieved the potential that I could have achieved with my life professionally. And I've tried to explain to him that I really, it may sound corny, but I've, I felt this is sort of a calling. Just turn your radio on. Turn your radio, turn your radio on. Hi, this is Helene Rosenbluth from Lesbian Sisters. And this is Greg Gordon from the Gay Radio Collective. Lesbian Sisters, providing programming specifically geared to lesbian women, airs on the first Tuesday of each month at 10 p.m. And the Gay Radio Collective presents IMRU on all other Tuesday nights at 10. Lesbian Sisters and IMRU will continue to bring you lively discussions, music, poetry, comedy sketches, and the news of the gay community. Now, Tuesday nights at 10 on listener-supported radio for all of Southern California, KPFK 90.7 FM. Please join us.
There's one sure way you can send a signal to this radio station that you will like this program, that you want them to continue running this program, and that's to call right now. 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-5735. And we're pleased to announce that somebody did during the last uh, story. Barbecue, do you want to tell them about it? It was Greg's yes. voice. Yes, I think it was Greg's voice and oh, probably Harvey Milk's sexy voice that did it. Jane Pollan of Burbank, California, you donated $60. Thank you so, so, so much. So, you know, I listen to that and I think the courage that it took to start this show oh, yeah. in oh my 1974. God. To, to even say gay collective on yeah. the air. We're no longer, of course, a, a, at the sex hour. I wonder if there's still people going, <laughs> I know it was around here somewhere on Tuesday nights at 11. Yeah. Greg, sex, sex o'clock at 7 o'clock? <laughs> Greg showed me an early letter when they were trying to book a guest. It was a bisexual, I believe. Uh-huh. And they had to type letters back then. You didn't contact people via the internet or even phone. You sent them a letter in in an unmarked envelope. What? And it was so discreet. And and the people would ask, can you change my voice? Wow. Can I use a different name? Can you put on a brown paper bag? But you know what gets me about that is that it really took courage. And you probably, if you listen to the show and you listen to This Way Out, you recognize Greg Gordon, who was there at the beginning. Um, And a shout out to Greg for just standing up and doing it. But it's so easy to forget how hard we fought, you fought, people listening to this show, to get this word out. And we're, we really never want to forget that. We no. want to have that same courage to dive into some of the difficult stuff to talk about, the stuff that gets some negative feedback. But we're doing it, and that's what we are about. And when you can give us a donation, anything that you're moved to give— it tells us that that courage matters and that you're showing that kind of courage, too. But there's no shame anymore because now we can get Judy Tenu to come on and we can get Sam Harris to come on. You know, I was thinking about that. It seems like we live here and it's so easy. It's not easy. People are still mm. harassed. People are still put in jail. And what we learned in Indiana, in Alabama, in Arkansas, in Texas is that the struggle is far from over. There's we have another big battle that's going to happen. That's right. The struggle is real, honey. And we may be based in Southern California, but we really really, really want to be talking and telling these stories for everybody who is fighting in their own way for our freedom. And, and we talk about, you know, the, the, the gift, the pledge gift, but really this show is the gift because can you think of another show like this on any commercial? KCRW? Nope, not no, not there. KPF. Nothing against no. our KCRW peeps. No, I but I mean, they're very eclectic when morning comes. <laughs> yes, they but are. there's nothing on commercial radio like this. But I mean, all, but and this a... is an important show to a lot of people. I know it was important to me when I first heard it yeah. many, many years ago. Well, when I came out in 1984, it was the first thing I did to reach out to make me feel connected and not alone, that there were other people out there who cared and shared my experience. Well, well, it's one of those few avenues that's still out there that you can get um, your political news and get your social news and have fun fun at the same time. But it's all about it's all about being involved again. And I think Prop 8 started that. And I think um, I think uh, this whole thing going on in Arkansas and Indiana and all that stuff is getting people involved once again. And I think that we need a voice for it again. And that's where you guys come in here at KPFK. And you heard a little bit of Greg Gordon in the, the last piece talking about his experiences. And you heard a little snippet of Harvey Milk. And in the second half of the show, we have Greg's full interview with Harvey Milk. So stay tuned for that. So... If you're feeling moved to give, even just give a hello, give us a call. We can be reached at 818-985-KPFK. That is 818-985-5735. And the time is now 728. We'll be right back. It's time for Who Said That on this episode of the Rainbow Minute. This author is best known for shining a light on Hollywood's negative portrayals of gay people in the movies. Conducting research in the 1970s, he poured over some 300 films. Then he hit the lecture circuit all across the country. He used old film clips to illustrate how Hollywood has consistently vilified gay people, portraying them as depraved, dangerous, or objects of ridicule. He said, quote, These were fleeting images, but they were unforgettable, and they left a lasting legacy. Hollywood, that great maker of myths, taught straight people what to think about gay people, and gay people what to think of themselves. Who said that? It was activist Vito Russo who published his book, The Celluloid Closet, 
before dying of complications from AIDS in 1985. The Rainbow Minute is produced by Judd Proctor and Brian Burns and recorded in the studios at WRIR in Richmond, Virginia and read by volunteers like me, Dustin Richardson. Hi, this is Margaret Cho. Hi, I'm Leslie Jordan. Hello, I'm Armistead Maupin. This is Judy Shepard. Hi, I'm David Sedaris. This is actress Patricia Clarkson. Hello, my name is Cheyenne Jackson. Hello, I'm Don McCarty. Hi, I'm Alec Maupin. Hello, I'm Randall Kleiser, director of Grease, Blue Lagoon, White Fang, and It's My Party. And you are listening to IMRU Radio Magazine on KPFK FM. 90.7 Los Angeles. 98.7 Santa Barbara. 93.7 San Diego. And 99.5. Ridgecrest, China Lake. Or streaming online at kpfk.org. KPFK presents a seven-time Grammy-nominated composer and pianist, Omar Sosa, Sunday, April 19th at Catalina Bar and Grill, located at 6725 Sunset Boulevard West in Hollywood. Omar Sosa has forged a distinctive musical path, fusing an array of jazz, world music, hip-hop, and electronic elements with his Afro-Cuban roots. This Omar Sosa debut at Catalina Jazz Club with his Cuarteto Afro-Cubano will celebrate the release of his new CD, Ile featuring Cuban drummer Ernesto Simpson, Cuban saxophonist Leandro St. Hill, and Mozambican electric bassist Childo Tomas. That's Omar Sosa and Cuarteto Afro-Cubano live at Catalina Bar and Grill Sunday, April 19th at 7.30 p.m. Catalina Jazz Club is at 6725 West Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. For more information, visit kpfk.org or call 323-466-2210. That's 323-466-2210. Don't be a drag, just be a queen. Whether you're broke or evergreen, you're black, white, beige, chola, descent, you're Lebanese, you're Orient. Whether life's disabilities left you outcast, bullied, or tease, rejoice and love yourself today, cause baby, you were born No matter who gets straight or by, lesbian, transgender life, I'm on the right track, baby, I was born to survive. No matter who black, white, or beige, stroller, or Orient, made, I'm on the right track, baby, I was born to be brave. I'm beautiful in my way. Cause God makes no mistakes I'm on the right track Baby, I was born this way Don't hide yourself and regret Just love yourself and you said I'm on the right track Baby, I was born this way Oh, there ain't no other way Baby, I was born this way Baby, I was born this way Oh, there ain't no other way Baby, I was born this way Right track, baby, I was born this way Welcome back. I'm Steve Pride, and you're listening to IMRU Radio Magazine. I'm Wenzel Jones. And I'm Abby Dees. And I'm Ms. Barbecue. You always sound so excited by I that. Know. <laughs> you are the happiest person I know. You're fantastic. She shows us up. I come in here all draggy. Well, I'm going to talk about the sustainer's circle one more time. You know, a commitment to lifelong learning and a commitment to intellectual curiosity are just two of the shared values that we have in common. Right, Wenzel? That's right, Steve. And with our entire radio community, you, here at KBFK and the Sustainer Circle, is a monthly giving program, whether it's $10, $20, a million dollars, whatever yeah. you got. Hey, we're we're down. We can get some new chairs. You can just, yeah, it'll give us the financial security to plan. So that's something at any level, talk to your operator about. When you call in to 818-985-5735. Because I remember when I had a, a regular job and a regular income, and I had regular deductions, and truly, you don't miss them at all. Money you don't see, you don't miss. And it's a tax write-off, and those are very important. At this time good of year, karma. I know. At this time of year, I bet you'd wish you'd given more money to nonprofits, don't you? You know, thinking about KPFK, our, our station where we're based, when I first joined the AMRU group, I got to see our archives. Group? Collective. Group, our collective. Yes. And I got to see the KPFK archives, and I had no idea until I walked in there how much this station has been the voice of progressivism since the 40s. Yeah. Gone through the MacArthur, McCarthy era. There is stuff in there that is absolutely like a national archive. There's a recording, I think, activism. of the first homosexual interviewed on radio back in the 50s. Yep. 
anonymously he was and we're still trying to be about that because those kinds of voices are getting fewer and fewer and we're doing it but it's we got to keep well we got to be keep hustling and in addition i'm sorry but in addition to the archives upstairs there's also a whole lot more archives in a storage unit out there in van nuys that i have seen and they are degrading it takes money to get that stuff put on digital format so we can keep it forever. I mean, some of this stuff has not actually been transferred no. yet to a way that we can listen to it because it's still in, you know, those old old transcription discs and things. Magnetic tape. And if we have some extra money in the budget, we can start preserving that stuff for us, for the mm. times now, and also for the future, future generation. You can be a part of that. Well, it's all about it's all about being works in progress, guys. And one of the things we have in progress mm. is our CD that's in the vault. Are we talking about the CD of the, the ten oh, hours? The with, ten the, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the ten hours, and with yeah. the ten hours, we got a what we got on there: Harvey Muck and Ivo Butini. Ivo Butini? No, 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 no. We've not got, that uh, one. Marshall, Marshall Christopher Man, Isherwood. Chris Isherwood. Isherwood. There's so much on there. Voices of the local protests here, protests across the country, Stonewall Night, oh, the, the White Night riots. Everything is on there. It's amazing. But what you're thinking about is with the IMRU experience, the VIP yes, experience. Yes, that's what I'm talking Ooh, you about. You get the special We want link. the experience. Our link. tech god, Maddie, <laughs> Matt has, is going to put a lot of stuff online, and we will send you a link. A secret link. If you become one of our VIP a special secret. members. It's a secret. A secret link Don't where we'll have also hours and hours of amazing stuff, including Ivy Bettini, including... Quentin Crisp. Nikolai Alexia. Nikolai and one of, Alexia. One of my Russian favorites, Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood Long. Hollywood is, Long. Is, oh, is yeah. the TV. If you don't know who Hollywood Long is, honey, Google her, honey. She oh, will make you gag, honey. I, I, won a ma- I won a major radio award for that piece, and it amused me because I did nothing. I turned the recorder on. And just and left she it. started talking. And she's amazing. And she spilled. Yeah, I went to her birthday party last year, and we were howling at 2 in the morning. We were still howling over She would give you the tea on Andy Warhol. On all of it, honey. And everything that happened back in the factory. And is that on the secret download? That is on the secret download. All right. It's on a secret So that is yours. For how much, folks? $100 for the VIP experience. That is our thank you to you. We'd love to see you here and share our secret download. And then from the vault is $75, and that's the one with the protests and Quentin Chris. Christopher Isherwood, and these are all names that when I first moved to town, these men were still alive. Yeah. And now they've been gone for a while, and people are forgetting who Quentin Crisp was. Right. And he was very important. He was an out gay civil servant back in what, the 40s? Yeah. The 50s in England when it was very not I- cool. Illegal. <laughs> Christopher Isherwood wrote Berlin Diaries, which became Cabaret. Right. Very important this in the is arts our community. History. I know. They were out before we even knew what out was. Yeah. I mean, and then the movie A Single Man was about Christopher Isherwood and Don yes. McCarty. Yeah. And one of the things that I know we want to keep doing in IMRU is gathering these voices before we lose these voices. Absolutely. Because knowing about our past will empower us and make us smarter as we move forward in this movement. So call 818-985-5735. It's 818-985-KPFK. And for all you listeners out there who are who are in their 20s and the millennials and so forth, you are also the voices here at KPFK as well. And, and understanding your history and understanding where you come from only makes your voice stronger, guys. And under and, and under understand that you have a voice no matter how old you are. I've seen 16-year-olds, 18-year-olds voicing who they are and being proud of who they are. So you can donate too, boo. I know you can. I know you got some money up in the ATM. And we might be talking to you and putting you in our archives. Too. It's right? time we to are move talking on to, to get to our Harvey Milk piece. But first, I yes. do want to mention that we are still talking to the icons. On Friday, um, Abby is interviewing Barney Frank, Senator Ooh. Barney Frank. I want to meet him. Yeah. On Sunday, I'm interviewing Michelangelo Signorelli, who was creator of all the um, outing back in the 80s. Yeah. And on the forefront of ACT UP. So we keep moving. We keep going. But for right now, let's look back to 1978 and Greg Gordon's interview with Harvey Milk, he took a VW Love bus. As you do. Yeah, with, you know, with a psychedelic painting and the peace thing, and they drove from here to San Francisco, carting a real-to-real tape recorder, and they interviewed him in his camera store. You can hear the doorbell even. Here's, here it is, Harvey Milk. 
the statement that the Gay Day Parade is no more. No more will we be harassed. No more will we be staying in our closet. The people from all over the state and all the country, for them to see 100, 200, 300, 400,000 gay people and friends marching through the downtown area, this is our city too. They will go back to Des Moines, Iowa, to Richmond, Minnesota, to Santa Cruz. They will go back and say, my God, 300,000 gay people and their friends march. And you know, I almost think I saw my son there. I'm Harvey Milk. I'm a supervisor in San Francisco. And I'm Greg Gordon for I Am Are You. I'm, and I'm gay. And so am I. And we're up in San Francisco in, uh, in Harvey's office at Castro Camera. And Harvey's graciously taken a few minutes out of his very busy schedule <laughs> to talk to us about politics in San Francisco and how he got elected, the first openly gay person to be elected to public office in California history. I like to also talk about the politics in California rather than San Francisco. That's fine. Uh, because I don't think there's a delineation. There's you don't think that there's a difference in, in politics in San Francisco as opposed to, let's say, politics in Los Angeles? It's a matter of degree. There's no moat built around the city of San Francisco that separates us from the rest. Sometimes we wish there were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think what takes place in San Francisco, uh, for whatever reasons, can take place any place. And it's just a matter of understanding what it's all about. And San Francisco, it's very interesting because of the fact that I'm gay, that becomes the big media event that sells the newspapers. But it's very important that uh, we realize that I was elected as a candidate who was gay, rather than a gay candidate. Did not run on a gay issue. Uh, in San Francisco, the difference from L.A. is that uh, we are both county supervisors and city council people, one and the same. Uh, the city is divided into 11 districts, and uh, since we are city and county, it's one powerful, very powerful legislative group. You have to picture if your L.A. city council and your L.A. board of supervisors were one and the same, that's what we are. Uh, and we are an activist group rather than puppets of uh, the strong mayor or something like that. In the 11 districts that were up for election this past year, there were a total of something like 162 candidates altogether. Of the 162 candidates, uh, all the, there were 11, uh, not even 11, there were about seven or eight who were incumbents who ran. Uh, six, I guess. Xing those out because they have a record of voting on issues. Of all the other 150 some odd people, I was probably the most issue-oriented person running probably had taken more strong definitive stands, not yes, I'm for that, no, I'm not for that, but why, and, and been in the battles, than all the other candidates uh, running. Probably more issue-oriented than some of the supervisors who ran for re-election. And it's vital to know that it took five years or whatever it was to build up that kind of a reputation. Being yes, because you had, you had run for office in the past. It had nothing to do with running for office. The reason I ran for office is because I was issue-oriented. Mm. You know, people say, oh, you ran for office, name recognition. No. In, in my particular district, we've had about five or six major district battles versus citywide problems. In every one, I was involved in them, on one side or the other. There wasn't one other candidate, there were 17 people running this district, there wasn't one other candidate who had been involved in every single district problem. I was there. People on the streets would say to me, Harvey, I don't agree with your issue, but I know you're a fighter, I know you're there, I know you will be there when we need you. They couldn't say that about any of the other candidates in this district or hardly in any other district. It sounds like Harvey Milk is uh, trying to send a message out right. to other gay or non-gay people who want to run for public office. Get involved. Build your base. Build your support. You can't just get out there and say, hey, I'm a nice guy and I'm going to vote right on all the issues. Uh, a lot of candidates I ran against would vote the same as I do, but they wouldn't be the activist. They wouldn't be the advocate. They wouldn't be the, the leader. And I think that's what we're crying out for, up even to the federal government. Okay, you know? we, statewide, let's get together statewide. May 5th, I think it's May 5th or May 6th, Sunday. May 6th, I guess it is. Sunday, L.A., we're calling um, together a statewide caucus of gay people. And we're inviting all the candidates for statewide office. Uh, governor, Lieutenant Governor, Attorney General, and I guess uh, Secretary of State. It's nonpartisan? Nonpartisan. Democrat, Republican peace and freedom, American independent. We want gay people from all over the state to come. We're going to say that you have 10, 15 minutes to present your case and then questioning. And we don't want to hear about dams. We don't want to hear about redwood trees. We want to hear about what you think on the gay issues, what you think about that. And then we'll accept questions from the audience, filter them through a panel of gay newspaper people so that someone doesn't get up and do a 10-minute tirade. And I say, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> like I do. Um, and they'll be asked questions. If Jerry Brown does not show up, that will be published. If he shows up, what he says will be published. There'll be no endorsements. 
but we will disseminate the information. It's a forum, basically. It's a forum. It's like the black community. We must follow what the black community does. black community does this on a national level. All the candidates for Democratic primary for president met before the black leadership forum, or whatever it was called, in North Carolina, and talked about black issues. We must do the same thing in the gay community. We must move out of San Francisco, out of LA. We must move to California. If you add the gay community with the other traditional minorities, we should have control of the state. But we cannot sit in the back of the bus and let the other minorities lead. We should show the leadership. In fact, we are in an incredible position. You see, well, let me ask you, are, are other minorities <clears throat> coming around to realizing that they can and should work with the gay oh, community? Oh, yeah. Lieutenant Governor Dimely has stuck his neck out for the gay community over and over again. When Willie Brown's sexual bill was before the thing. Mm. He flew in from Denver to cast that vote mm -hmm. in front of the eyes of the world. Uh, so he stuck his neck out there, and he understands working together, and he understands the importance of gay people in there. But it's very interesting. Take San Francisco, which is a very heavy minority city. Over 50% of the population is minority. Because of the fighting for those crumbs, uh, sometimes the black community doesn't talk to the Chicano community, the Filipino won't talk to the Asians, the Asians won't talk to anybody, you know. That. Nevertheless, they all talk to me, the gay person. Partly for two reasons. One, because within the gay community, we have gay Asians, gay blacks, gay, you know, we are infiltrated. That's part of the reason we cut across the line. Second of all, for whatever reasons, I'm, I'm the, the one that can pull it together. So we are trying very strongly to pull together that coalition. In view of that, we realized, uh, at least I have always realized, uh, it's the voter registration. We are kicking off a massive voter registration drive with the Chinese and gay community together soon. Hmm. You know, there's many, many reasons for that. Working very tight with the Asian community, very tight. And if we can pull it off here, and if LA pulls it off, if we pull it off statewide, within 10 years, the minorities will be running the state. And when the minorities, I'm talking about the feminists, I'm talking about the gays included in that. And so we have to fight that, we have to fight with our natural allies. But it can't be just because a person is black or green or gay or orange or whatever it may be. They have to be issue-oriented. Cannot accept someone to get up there, I'm gay, therefore vote for me. How do you motivate people to, to register? Because this is a fundamental problem that we've always had. Motivate them, say, do you like Ed Davis? Do you like Senator Briggs? Do you like Anita Bryan? You motivate them because it's, uh, you tell them that the legislators and the executive officers, be they the local supervisor, be they statewide, run your life. They run your life and they spend your money. And when they collect tax money from gay people and don't give us anything back in return, take it for their golf courses, take our tax money for their pet projects, and give us, and on top of it, insult us by not giving us our rights. That's, that's not motivation. If you like being harassed by the police, if you like being uh, a third-class citizen, if you like being beat up by pugs, if you like the church yelling at you, don't register, don't vote but don't complain. If you want to shove, be shoved back in your closet, if you want to be the traditional gay person who gets beat up and whimpers home and say, well, I'm gay and I deserve to get beat up, fine. Otherwise, the only thing you can do is register to vote. Another reason that some people don't register or don't want to get involved in what they will call, quote, establishment politics is that they're just anti-establishment politics, period. You know, that the way to change the system is revolution, blah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What can you say to these people who don't want to get involved, who don't want to register, who feel like voting and the whole establishment political process is a waste of time and not the way to do it? Okay, the establishment political process stinks. I, too, would prefer to throw a bomb, except the establishment has more bombs than I have. So the option is something that I told, uh, oh, about four years ago. Three of gay socialists came in, who I know, and we had a nice long talk, and they talked about how bad the system was and that the system has to be overthrown. Then we got talking about police brutality and harassment. And I said, after a while, what if you, you, and you were the three police commissioners? And I was the chief of police. And they said, great. I said, I thought the system stinks. It's not the system that stinks. It's the people who are running the system stinks. If everybody out there who thought the establishment and the system was rotten were running it, if the most radical liberal person, revolutionary person was the mayor of LA, and the next one was the chief of police, and the next group of the city council, the next group of the board of supervisors, they would be able to change the system. You have two ways of changing the system. Revolution, or getting in and bending it from within. Unfortunately, revolution will not work. 
I mean, it ain't going to happen. As long as there's two cars in every garage and a drop of gasoline and a TV set and you can wash your, your glasses and not get spots on it, the revolution is not going to exist because people are afraid of the unknown. And so they rather have the awful conditions that exist rather than the unknown. The revolution will not be televised. But rapid evolution can take place already on the board of San Francisco supervisors in six weeks. Things that were never discussed before have been discussed. The dialogue has been opened, which was never there before, and we won a lot of the votes. The very first major battle, it doesn't sound like a major battle, but it is a major battle, was the location of a Latino drug rehabilitation center in a white neighborhood. And the conservatives just won at it. And I battled them. I really battled them on it. And we won. We won the vote. A, that dialogue would never have taken under the old board. Seven weeks ago, that would never even come up for vote. And B, we won it. So, what is revolution? You know, uh, what, it's not what I like to see. But we are going to have a rapid evolution. We've already had it in San Francisco. Just stop and think. The day the Board of Supervisors in San Francisco was sworn in, the tradition is every supervisor gets up and says a few general words and introduces their family there. And the first words out of my mouth, and, and, and the national press was there, was, as you know, I am gay. That has never been spoken before in any legislative body in this country. And I said that there's a state law that says gay people cannot legally be married, but there is no state law or law any place in the universe that says two people cannot love each other. And I like to introduce my lover. And if that's not a revolution, <laughs> I don't know what is. Sure, it's not what we want. But, you know, we're battling thousands of years of prejudice and thousands of years of a system. It's got to change. It's not going to be easy. I can only do it if I have a lot of support out there. Can't have a lot of support out there if people are not aiding financially and registering and voting. And there's got to be a lot more Harvey Milks. There's just got to be. There's too many young kids in little towns in Minnesota. Of that glass is saying we need to make another eight hundred and forty dollars in the next nine minutes to you finish our hour, make and we're money. finishing out the fun drive tonight. So make it happen. So make all it. you have to do is call eight one eight nine eight five KPFK, or that's really eight one eight nine eight five five seven three five, and show us some love. I hope you enjoyed the Harvey Milk interview. I that's one of my favorite things because everything he says could be today. Today right? it could be exactly. And wait, that's not all. There is a lot more to that interview. And if you're one of our VIP IMRU experience partakers, that will be one of the things that you find on your hidden link. Yep. So you don't just get time with us and pizza. And, and, milk. and a chance to rifle through our CD cabinet, <laughs> but <laughs> you get the other half of the Harvey you Milk. You think we're kidding about that CD no, cabinet, No, we are not kidding. So $100. A mere $100. For the VIP IMRU experience. I mean, what can you get for $100 these days? Not much. But you can get us. I, yeah. well, I can think of a few things, but, <laughs> but it would all... I'll be better to go towards KPFK. Okay. And thinking about our dear Harvey Milk, who's no longer with us, there are some things in there that just made me think about what's happening right now. The importance of dialogue in creating the rapid evolution rather than revolution. And we're in the middle of that rapid evolution, but we've still got a ways to go. But that dialogue that keeps that happening is what we are trying to do. And you're part of that. And why is there always somebody willing to take up the Anita Bryant mantle? 
always. <laughs> there always is. Like that person has never vanished from from our cultural horizon. <laughs> the hair changes. Not much. Not by much, honey. That's by more my old man. But the but hatred stays the same. The hatred oh. is, the masks are off. These last few weeks, people in my family that I thought were loving me were just tolerating me, and they let me know, and I know in certain terms that they were sickened by my intolerance of intolerance. Steve, uh, we're on the air. Let it go. Just let it let go. It go. Let it go. But that is what it's we're okay. about. We are keeping that dialogue going, and we're not afraid to talk about difficult things, even things that we are not in agreement about in our community. That's what we're here to do is stop being afraid of the unknown. We're making it known. We're talking about it, and you can be a part of that. So, like I said, if you're feeling moved, anything, $5, a hello, $100 for the IMRU VIP experience. Call us at 818-985-5735. Or just it's $10. 818-985-5735. You're $10, saying? $20, $50 a month out of your out of your paycheck. Just or you one won't time, even miss just it. anything. Well, and one time too. But it this will is make an emergency a fund drive. It is, yes. This is a one-week emergency yeah. fund drive. We won't be doing this next week. We so this is your only straits. chance. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eight one eight. Put this put, put this on your phone and Just save it. And save it on your phone. Eight one eight nine eight five five seven three five. Eight one eight nine eight five five seven three five. That's not my phone number. It's the phone number for KPFK. But if you call in and donate some money, I might give you my phone number. Mm. Mm. Remember, we are here for you and. Some more we than others. Need, yes. Some, yeah. <laughs> and you this know barbecue is really here for you. I'm really here for you. I'm really, really here for and you. And listening to the beginning of the Harvey Milk piece about the gay pride parade, I mean, that was how was many amazing. years ago? But I remember my first gay pride parade out here, which was in the mid-80s probably, and how really important it was to me. I mm-hmm. had never seen that many gay people in one place in my life, and it was frankly intimidating. I thought, oh, something could go so wrong. But... We're used to that, though. Now we go, Ugh, gay pride yeah, again. Remember to avoid what's called. I know, no, no. Right? But the thing is, so many people in this country are not jaded. They do not. Ha- they have not had that experience of being around thousands and thousands of out gay people. And I know there are people listening right now for whom IMRU gives that feeling of I am not alone. I've got family. And, and it's not just Southern California because we stream online. People are listening all over the country. We've gotten letters from people in Peru. That's right. It's it's community. It's community, worldwide community, guys. You know, and as a matter of fact, if you've got a story for us that you want to tell about how AM, IMRU works for you and what a difference it's made, give us a call. It really matters to us. Take a picture of what you're doing while you're listening to KPA, while you're listening to IMRU, and keep it clean. Yeah. But take a picture of what you're doing while you're listening to IMRU. We would love to see what you post. Okay, I want to thank everyone who's given tonight, everyone who's thought about giving, and everyone who will give after we go off the air here. Yes. Um, I want to thank... Thank everyone here in the studio. You're Amazing welcome. Amazing people. And thank you, Especially Steve. a director whom we could not do this without, Michelle we Marie. We love Michelle. MMG in the hizzle. She keeps us in line. That's right. And doing our social media tonight and uh, all things technical, Matthew McLaughlin. We Mr. love Matty. you, Maddie. Mm-hmm. And, we bid and our board op, Jose Benvenides. We love Jose. you, Jose. And we love you. <laughs> we bid adieu tonight with Billy Porter singing somewhere. You know, I actually heard him sing this live once at, a fin- at one of my friend's funerals. Oh, that's oh, wow. taking it down a bit, but he yeah. sang it live and it was amazing. It's an oh. amazing recognition. Well, you guys get to hear it now. Okay. Keep All listening. Right. Good, night. Good night. Good night, guys. There's a place for us somewhere, a place for us, peace and quiet and open air. Wait for us somewhere There's a time for us Someday a time for us Time together with time to spare
for us a time and place for us hold my hand and we're halfway there hold my hand and I'll take you there somehow And we